For show notes, updates, and free resources, be sure to join our email community. Information, photos, blogs, and more. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're available at the App Store and on Google Play. And now, here is your host... Hey guys, welcome to Archery Matters, hosted by America's Best Bowstrings. Today we've got Ben Rising from WickedRidgeOutfitters.com and his crew. We also have Zach, Joe, Tim, and Justin. And today we're going to be talking to Ben about his new up-and-coming web show and talking about some of his affiliates along the way and how he got started in his hunting career. So let's begin. All right, guys, today we got Ben Rising, Zach, Joe, Tim, and Justin in the room. And today we are, I guess we're just going to talk about uh, Ben, I guess. So just just tell us a little bit about what you do and, and what what your two businesses are, are doing right now. Well, again, like you said, my name is Ben Rising. I own Wicked Ridge Outfitters from Kilbuck, Ohio. And uh, my past has been with Drury Outdoors for 14 years, filming deer hunts. Um, now I'm appearing on Bone Collector, uh, and we're starting a web show called Whitetail Edge. And you can okay. catch both of those, whitetailedge.com and wickedridgeoutfitters.com, which is 100% wild deer hunting operation we sell deer hunts uh in four counties in ohio um for guys that are really looking to get serious about trying to to get on a good deer and you know actually hunt deer for deer and um it's not an enclosure um it's you know it's deer hunting cool cool and and this web show thing that you guys are going to do um when's that kick off and do you guys have videos out there now or? well we have some teasers we're doing some blogs on our website our first video is probably going to show here in the next uh, week or two uh, and you'll be able to find that on vimeo youtube woodbury outfitters and kashocton's website they're the main sponsor um, the whole idea of whitetail edge is to show everybody that uh you know just things about ben rising and his group which would be tim woods uh, Wyatt Meller, Dylan Gandy, and my son Blaine, um, and you know maybe some friends, and you know maybe some of my other kids that I have, like Zach, who's actually in the room today. So, <laughs> and uh, you know, we're uh, the idea was Woodbury Outfitters came to me. They're a store in Coshocton. and they have a website, and they have three different locations: great hunting store, um, sporting goods, and he wanted to drive more business to his store, but he wants to be known as the Whitetail Authority in Ohio mm -hmm. and he wants people to go there to buy their stuff and I get all my stuff there over the years and Joe's been real good to me and so that's kind of I jumped on board when I had the opportunity great 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 so I guess um a couple of the things that we're going to I guess talk about um we're going to talk about the the shed hunting season I know you've got some input and um some tips and maybe for us and uh we're also going to talk about some of the rule changes that are coming up in this this season and that's, that's pretty much it. So I guess where do we uh, where do we begin, with Joe? Are you talking about the shed hunting? The, the shed hunting, yes. So I guess have you ha, has anybody Ben? You said you've done a uh, you know done a little bit of shed hunting this past. Yeah, I've just already. found a couple so far, but not I've not really shed hunted yet. Yeah. I mean, I've just found some walking in to check a camera or pull some stands. Um, I really don't start shed hunting serious until usually right around March right around I mean, March because there's still a lot of deer holding right now um, and if you have areas where your doe population is fairly 
heavy, you're still going to have a lot of bucks with a lot of testosterone still because some of your later deer are still going to be in heat um, or coming into heat with cycles. Your younger deer um, sometimes come in late and that testosterone helps keep those horns on. So I've got a couple really big deer in certain areas and I'm not trying to go in there and Get them you know, go after them until, and push them out of the area and onto the neighbors until I'm sure they're off. So, um, but you know, if you want some tips and tactics, I'm more than... What's like your favorite areas to go in and shed hunt? Um, I like to shed hunt, you know, south-facing south hillsides because that's where a lot of the deer bed in this cold weather because it okay. get gets the sun first. Um, I mean, you can literally find them anywhere, but south-facing hillsides are great spots because the deer bed on them during the daytime. Um, and then I try to walk all the trails coming from the bedding areas to the food sources or vice versa back and forth. Gotcha. Do you use like a grid line pattern to go after them or are you just running around um, all over? Um, it just depends. Trail? I mean, if there's a couple of us going together, you know, we usually kind of will line up, but mm -hmm. a lot of times I shed hunt by myself because that's just what I like to do. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can just be alone and uh, you know, just check out the farms that I have leased or that we're allowed to hunt on and the stuff that I outfit on. And I can just kind of, I don't know, I guess I just kind of melt into the landscape and just wherever it takes me is how I do it. Sometimes I'll walk a farm more than once, you know, cause I don't cover everything. Cause yeah. I'm really looking for everything besides just shed hunting. I'm looking for past sign, what the deer did during the rut. Cause I have, you know, there's areas that I'll never walk into until shed season. And sometimes I actually have a few spots. I'll never even do it then. And we all know you got big deer. You've been killing big deer the last few years. Unbelievable what kind of deer you kill. Like, say you let a deer walk the last few years. What are the odds of you actually finding his sheds during said or shed season? Honestly, you know, I have not found a lot of the big deer that I've killed. I've not found their sheds. Because a lot of times the big deer that I kill don't, necessarily live on the places I can hunt mm -hmm. but they end up coming in there or I end up figuring out how to get them you know during the rut or pre-rut pre-rut is a you know my favorite time I, I kill a lot of deer in that October 19th to 27th and what do you contribute that to to be able to draw that big deer from say your neighbor's farm or something over onto your um, piece of property well I pressure that's the key. Really? Is Relying staying, on your neighbors. Staying the heck out. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. I mean, and, and I don't mean to sound like a, you know, a, a jerk, but I actually, it, it's weird. Like this year I hunted one evening in a morning in Ohio. And, and I, you killed that deer. What I, deer did you kill this year? This year was called, his name was High and Tight was what I called him. Mm -hmm. He scored 184. Um, he just showed on Bone Collector last week. Um, he'll show again a couple times mm -hmm. uh, this year. Plus, he'll be on the web show in a little more detailed about the hunt. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, the last, you know, I've killed eight booners with my bow. The last four I've killed, I bet I haven't hunted more than three times for any of them. And it's just knowing what, you know, staying the heck out, knowing when it's right, and then going in, you know, when the time is right. Mm -hmm. Letting your cameras tell you whether, and I like to run cameras on scrapes um, on the edges of fields and when I when those bucks start hitting those scrapes with daylight still then I know that they're feeling it and when I start seeing a lot of other bucks disappearing off those cameras where I have a big mature buck 
then I know he's getting ticked and he's starting to get his hormones ranked up and he's kicking everybody out and he's going to be roaming his territory. You have any tips on uh, getting the big deer off of other people's properties? Um, you know, I, you know, in Ohio, it is legal to bait. I mean, you know, I'm not a big, I've never been big on trying to hunt around bait, but I have learned living in Ohio because it just seems like every person in this state has a corn pile. Um, so it makes it tough. So I do run corn piles at times. I use a product called Big Time um, that works really well. Um, they're actually one of our sponsors. Um, and I mainly use those to just get the pictures of the deer and monitor them, know what's around, especially during velvet. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, a lot of those deer that I end up killing, they don't necessarily live right on the parcel that I can hunt, but they'll come through, they'll check that mineral lick, or they'll hit that protein, you know, and like that 30-06, and they'll hit that, and you know they're around. Mm -hmm. And so I know if I play my cards right, when everybody else heads to the woods first day of season and starts pounding their tree stand every day that they can possibly hunt, whether the wind's right or wrong or whether they know that deer's in, moving in daylight or not, I just know they're just working to my advantage. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And where do you usually end up killing these deer? Are they on food plots, transition areas? Do you hunt a lot in bedding areas? Like where is your main focus on when you're actually hunting because you don't have a lot of sit time it sounds like you scout 99 percent of the time and hunt one percent of the time yeah well the first thing is is you cannot kill a big deer if he doesn't live there so you can <laughs> that's the truth and, i mean you can waste a lot of time trying to hunt a spot that you don't know that there's a 180 living there if that's what you're trying to kill and me you know, everybody gets mad at me every year seems like i have a lot of great people that love me to death you know and think what i do is really cool but it's amazing how many people literally hate my guts because of what <laughs> I'm able to their do, deer. <laughs> you know, and it's not that I'm, it's not their deer, you know, it's just that I've learned things and, you know, I have had people tell me that, you know, I'm part deer. I think like a deer. And, and I think that goes back to just many factors of being a kid trapping, you know, coon hunting all my life, working timber. Cause I, you know, I've been a logger forever. Um, I just know land and I know how deer use land. Do you contribute uh, your hunting skills somewhat to being a, like a logger and stuff like that, knowing the terrain and stuff um, like that? I think that, you know, that helps. But I was actually, a, you know, my dad taught me to trap when I was young and he taught me a lot of things about how deer travel or, you know, not so much deer, but how animals use the landscape, mm -hmm. you know, like catching fox you know, in between fence gates and well, every animal has a weakness and same with a big buck. And you asked me earlier, what spots do I like to hunt the most? Well, it all just depends on the scenario of every farm and which farm I'm going to kill that buck on that year. Some, it could be a transition zone between bed to feed. Some, it might be two, you know, this year I killed high and tight on a bedding, uh, two trails between two doe bedding areas. Mm -hmm. And I knew that once he started rocking looking for and walking and cruising his territory there was a, a major trail intersection that had three trails come together in a creek and a little ravine and it pinched him right there mm -hmm. and i knew if i just put my time in i would catch him there and the first night i caught him but he was too far out he was with the doe and i never could get a shot the next morning so i guess speaking of of spots on um i guess one of the questions i had is what is the process to to get one of your hunts to, to get your expertise out in the field and, and purchase one of your hunts? What's what's that process like? You mean like to buy a hunt through Wicked Ridge Outfitters? Yes. yes. 
Um, well, we have a website, wickedridgeoutfitters.com. You go on there and you can either call the number for, you know, to book a hunt, but you know, I want people to understand, look, I'm not holding their hands. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not sitting in the tree with, you know, that's one misconception we've had. I think people show up and they think that Ben Rising is going to be holding your hand, holding their hand the whole time. And that's not the case. I mean, so Ben, when do I push the trigger? Yeah. (laughs) And why didn't I see a booner? I hunted for half an hour, you know, um, it's not TV. Yeah. And I mean, so, you know, we have a lot of great guys that hunt with some serious hunters and they get it. They understand this is hunting, you know, um, but I have good guys in place like Wyatt Meller that are, you know, good guides. And, you know, that I hang all the stands. I'm involved in doing all the food plots. I acquire the farms. I know these farms like the back of my hands. There's not a stand that's hung that I don't have something to do with it. If so do I you- don't do it myself, most of And I do, honest to God, I probably hang 90% of all the stands and blinds and ladders um, and then, you know, I can't guide everybody plus do a web show plus run a logging business. Right. So you have to have people to help you uh, and, and people just have to have faith that look, you know, the deer are here, they know the deer and they have to trust the guides. Yeah. Put in your time while you're there on the hunt. Yeah. You know, we don't hunt there. mornings, early season. Those are just things, you know, cause it's just dumb. Mm-hmm. Why go burn your farm out? You know, I just love it when I'm riding around first day of bow season and I see all these trucks everywhere and I just laugh because I'm just like, keep doing it boys, you know, because I know they're just shooting themselves in the foot and it's going to push those deer onto my properties. And how much property do you have for say like your clients? Like how much property do you have? Um, right now we're, we're right around 5,500 acres, you know, 5,500 to 6,000 acres. Um, and I have out of some of that land is farms that I've had for a long time that are basically kind of like my farms that, you know, I keep for my family or like the filming stuff. Um, And then we have, you know, but 90% of the stuff is for the outfitting business and we manage it just as much as we do the others. So, So, So your average Joe that actually buys a hunt can hunt the stand that you hunted in the day before. I mean, possibly, but I try not, I try myself not to hunt the outfitting farms because um, you know, and everybody, you know, I've had people say, well, it seems like you kill the biggest deer every year. Well, you know what, Jack, when I'm spending the kind of dough I do to lease mm-hmm. all these farms every year and, you know, and I film and, and that's how, a piece of bone well, and that's how, them. you know, honestly, that's what keeps me in the limelight <laughs> and people want to come hunt with mm-hmm. us. So I better kill a big one, mm-hmm. you know, but people got to understand too, that, I mean, we like the biggest deer this year got missed. You know, it was bigger than any deer I've killed, and the hunter missed it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like I always hunt the biggest deer, mm-hmm. but I'm going to kill a big one every year. Going to sure try. Mm-hmm. You know. So I guess, um, for example, like let's say I came to you and I, I purchased one of your hunts. Do you give me an option where where I want to hunt, or do you have something no. set out? To work? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's we we know the deer, and I mean I don't mean to sound like a jerk. I'm just saying we're we're ready for the people when they get there and we're going to take them to where we feel that wind every every day it could change depending on wind the weather what the deer are doing what the cameras are saying um and so you know now i've had clients that have hunted with me for five years that may say hey ben i'd really like to hunt the so-and-so farm well okay you know i mean i try to work with people Mm -hmm. um but newbies you know i just ask them to sit back and let us run the show that's why you paid 3,500 bucks to come and hunt, Mm -hmm. you know, now it's not a guarantee, you know, you're not always going to kill a deer, Um, you know, and uh, it's just, 
<clears throat> but once people hunt with this, I think they realize, all right, this is worth coming back. Even if I didn't kill a deer, they're here. These guys know what they're doing. And, mm-hmm. you know. What's like your success? What's like the odds of that guy actually coming and killing a good deer? And do you have a limit on what people are allowed to shoot? Is like 130 inch yeah, limit? Yeah, we, we have farms. I'll be honest. We have farms that... Uh, are 140 inch minimum and then we have some that are you know 130 inch minimum mm-hmm. um i actually think this year i'm going to apply a few farms into a 160 inch minimum um and charge a different price if people want to hunt those farms because they're farms that i am that i am able to, to control a little more they're more acreage i can grow the deer easier and keep them on me uh they're they're you know they have that size to where some of my other parcels are, you know, 50 to 100 acres, and it's really hard to keep a deer on that. So um, those farms, I, you know, I try to still run that 140-inch minimum because I don't want to come into a neighborhood. I mean, truthfully, I'm the best neighbor anybody can have. And anybody that's, that's real, you know, that I've leased land around now, when they first thought, oh, my God, an outfitter's coming in here, they now are getting me land in their neighborhood when they hear that there's a place they want me to have it because i'm the best manager they can have yeah because they might be able to suck a deer off of your well that's just it and i mean mm-hmm. you know i got guys telling me they killed two you know 130s and 140s this year off their land and i'm like great we passed those you know because yeah. a lot of my hunters don't want that kind of deer mm-hmm. even though that's my minimum a lot of my clientele wants a 55 to 75 class deer mm-hmm. What percentage of your clientele wants that big of kind of a deer? Are you looking at 50% or other guys are like 140, 130? Um, I would say it's probably 50% are really in the upper category of 150s and up. And then you've got just the, you know, the other 50% of guys are, you know, they don't live where you can see a 160 inch deer. Mm -hmm. So to them, a 140 inch deer is a mega monster, Mm -hmm. you know, and I love seeing those guys get a deer like that because when they're happy... I'm happy. You know, they've killed a giant of a deer to them. And then as they hunt longer, you know, they try to up their standards. Mm-hmm. So where are you getting, where are most of these people coming from? Is there, is there maybe like a, um, a majority of people coming from completely out of state? Is there like, yeah, a, I, I don't really sell hunts in state to be honest okay. with you because, uh, I mean, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I don't really strive to sell hunts in my own state because of the fact of just, I guess nervous about it. People mm-hmm. knowing where everything is, which with today was technology. You're never gonna tell anybody. You know, everybody drops a pin. You can't take them in there blindfolded. Yeah, but it just makes me feel better when I know a guy lives eight, ten hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't walk over. They don't have agendas. You know, yeah. and I'm not mm-hmm. saying every local guy is gonna have an agenda. That's not what I mean. It's just that typically an outfitter sells to a non-residents because you know most residents don't want to hunt with an outfitter they have their own places to hunt so if they're going to go somewhere else to fill tag but most of my guys come from the northeast and the south okay okay cool all right do you guys have any other questions for ben any no well i know he's got some big clientele that he does bring I know, yeah i guess to hunt i think we need to talk about that a little bit yeah so what i mean what's a big name i mean um, i know well, there's more there's more yeah than one, i but. mean you know we have Right now, I'd say probably the one that most people would understand would be the bone collector guys, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Waddell, T-Bone, Nick Munt. Um, them guys have hunted with me for two years now. Um, you know, we've had other celebrities in the past, um, you know, other TV shows, hardcore film there this year, Killed a Big Deer. It'll show on their show this year, um, which is a show that is part of uh, Michael Waddell now, hardcore. 
it's a waterfowl company, but other stuff too. So, uh, and that show is actually comp compromised of the old Primos group okay. of like, uh, uh, man, can't think of their names now, but. So I guess when, with these, with these big celebrity hunters, is there, is there a different personality, I guess? Do they have like a, a higher expectation when they come in and they, and they pay for No, that? not really, to be honest with you. Most of the celebrity clientele are the easiest to get along because they know that this is hunting. Mm -hmm. um, they just want to hunt. Yeah, and they don't get special treatment. That is the one thing that, you know, that people, normal clients need to understand. And once they're there, they do realize that, that these guys really don't get any more treatment than they do. I mean, I charge them. They come and they pay. And the reason they're paying is because they know their chances are good. Mm -hmm. Plus, Nick Munt, didn't he? He shot his largest buck with a bow yeah there, yeah yeah right. he did and i mean that just worked out you know it wasn't like you know we handpicked okay he's gonna kill that deer but i mean we knew the deer we knew we was on him i was actually gonna let the deer live one more year but um things the rut was weird that year we needed to get a few deer killed and so nick was the only guy in camp that week so i slid him in there and he killed it the way the weather's been this year did that give you any troubles I mean, as far as being kind of like warm, um, mm -hmm. we did do pretty good still. I mean, it does affect them to a degree. It, it kind of makes the rut go into the nighttime turtles. But they're still, when you only got four weeks to get it on, they're still going to do it. <laughs> All right. So I guess that, I guess it's going to wrap it up for this thing. When we get back, we're going to talk about some of the rule changes, the, the crossbow uh, changes in some of the states. Um, ben, is, what, where can we find you on the internet? Say your URL again. It was uh, uh, whitetailedge.com, uh, woodburyoutfitters.com, and Wicked Ridge Outfitters. Wicked Ridge Outfitters is my hunting business. Uh, Woodbury Outfitters is the main sponsor of our show, but um you know whitetail edge we have our own website now and you go to vimeo and type in whitetail edge or ben rising you'll find things all right cool we'll have those in the show notes and then when we get back we'll continue the conversation with some of the rule changes and see you in a little bit for show notes updates and free resources be sure to join our email community Hey guys, this is Tanner, the host for Archery Matters, and I just want to let you guys know that on our Facebook page, we're going to be giving away a complete set from America's Best Bowstrings once we hit a thousand likes. So go ahead and share that up, and your name could be drawn to win a complete set of your choice from America's Best Bowstrings. All right, guys, welcome back to Archery Matters, hosted by America's Best Bowstrings. We've got uh, Ben Rising and his posse in the room and the, and the standard crew. So Blaine and Wyatt... What do you do for Big Ben? Well, uh, I'm Wyatt, and uh, I'm our head guide at Wicked Ridge. I uh, also work with Ben at Trico buying timber. But uh, my main job is dropping off hunters in the morning, picking them up in the evenings, um, changing stands around, checking trail cameras, making sure everything's corned up, plant, planting food plots in the spring, uh, stuff like that. And I'm Blaine. I do mostly editing. That's mostly about what I do. I don't do much other than that. <laughs> so you pretty much take the raw footage from from all the hunters and and from the web for the web show, and you bring it in, doctor it up, cut all of the boring crap out, put in the cool effects and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Okay, all that all that cool stuff. He, but the the thing to note is that Blaine is sixteen. Blaine is sixteen. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, he's really good and he's learning more. And so that's the, I'm pretty proud Papa and Wyatt's like my other son. He's what you're 19 now or will be, will be in a couple of days. Is it? Yep. Well, so, March, March. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> when you're my age, that's a couple of days, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm pretty lucky. And then, you know, just to have, it's kind of cool to have people that are like family with you, you know, and that are family, but so yeah it's kind of fun to uh, share that passion you know yeah. what you want something to be and, and it's easier to yell at somebody i can't edit for nothing i don't even know how to start a computer <laughs> <laughs> so i just like to kill stuff so um blaine what kind of what kind of equipment do you guys use in the, in the woods from from camera equipment what do you have a input in what the best cameras you use are and and i know you have probably a preference in your editing tools mm. so yeah we use Mostly, we use a Sony 4K camera, and we use microphones that attach from the camera that go onto the hunter or whoever is using it, so we can, it'll just dial back between each other. And then we have another camera we use, which is more of a smaller, not as high quality camera that we use. It's an A7S. Okay, okay. Yeah, it is a high cool. quality. It's actually a, a mirrorless, or you, you're talking the, the, other the smaller the Sony. Sony. Yeah. We have a, a Sony AX100, which is a 4K. Mm -hmm. Then we have a A7S DSLR. Okay. And then we use a smaller uh, Sony camera that's really good for just quick interviews, just, you know, rolling around type stuff. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Ben. So let's let's go back to the Whitetail Edge uh, talk. What, I guess, where do, you, where do you see that going? What do you want that to be? What kind of audience are you trying to target? Obviously the hunting audience, but um, I guess where would you like to see that and and I guess when was the first your first episodes airing? Well, it should the first episode ep, episode the first episode <laughs> should air um, here within the next two weeks, um, and you'll be able to find that on WoodburyOutfitters.com, the store's website. But it'll also be through our WhitetailEdge.com site, um, which is linked through Vimeo, and it should be on YouTube also. Um, but we already have good sponsors right now. My goal is to obviously keep growing the sponsorship um you know i've filmed forever but i just felt this calling that it was time to step away from the tv and start doing something on my own um and a web show just seemed to fit and joe miller from woodbury outfitters uh was looking for somebody and he actually hit me up about it and this is how this all got started and um so the whole idea is to you know, drive business to Woodbury Outfitters too, because that's they sell the most hunting equipment in this area and mm -hmm. the best. Um, so, you know, it's just a good fit for whitetail stuff. And <clears throat> he just felt, you know, what better guy to have do it than a guy that's been filming forever and kills big deer. And so I was excited to take on the challenge. And it's mm -hmm. cool that I have, you know, some family members involved and one of my best friends, Tim Woods. And, you know, me and him used to film together th for Drury Outdoors. And, uh, it's been a while since me and Tim have been together, so kind of excited about that. Um, but, you know, we have good sponsors like Wicked Ridge Tree Gear, uh, HHA Sites, um, Big Tine, Redneck Blinds. Um, trying to think who else, you know, obviously Bone Collector mm -hmm. um, and On Time Feeders right now. We have uh, some tree stand companies and some clothing lines and some bow companies right now competing for our business so that's a good thing great great so is this going to be a weekly show a bi-weekly it should or? be a monthly it we're going to do 12 main episodes 
um, throughout the year. So there'll probably there'll be a couple months there'll be two this year, so we can squeeze them all in mm -hmm. before you know the end of the year. But you know we're trying to teach people kind of like it's kind of like the life that we live, you know, from start to finish, but showing some good hunting in there, showing the t sh actually showing the tips and tactics instead of just talking about them, you know, actually kind of showing what we do, show some really cool editing. And, you know, I think one thing that's going to be catchy for people is our style. I think our style of editing that Blaine uses and what, what digs us, I think people are going to love it. The music. I mean, if you mm -hmm. may not, you may not like the hunting or what you're looking at, but I guarantee you're going to listen to it for the music. <laughs> great. Great. Do so you guys have any questions? Uh, the crew for Ben? I got a question. Yeah, let's hear it. So, like, explain to me a little bit about what your guys' deal is with Archery Matters. I'm sure there's some listeners out there, too, that might want to know more. You know, I'm just curious what you guys are, you know. Well, I guess, I guess for, I guess my vision for Archery Matters is probably to, it's, I guess it's just to see and get information that, I mean, there's a lot of websites out there that have archery news and, and, and content for archery, but there there and there's there's also podcasts out there but i it's they're almost very they're geared towards their own business you mm -hmm. know like i mean i'm not hating on anybody but like horton's got one out there but it's geared towards it's horton. geared 100 towards mm -hmm. their company and, and you know i don't blame them for that but i think so I'll you're go, trying to cover all archery yes, yes. all, all archery. people yeah. all companies all yeah and, non, we're, and we're basically non-biased yeah because i think i think the goal is you know we even with some of these younger groups of kids that are up and coming in these shoots they're probably not ever going to hear their you know name unless they do amazing on some of these shows. So I think we we want to fill that void and make mm -hmm. feel people feel important. Tell people how they did at some of these shoots, and I just just cover some of these events. I mean, and I know Joe has some insight on that too. Yeah. But I mean, Tanner pretty much hit it right on the head. Um, we don't want to be biased. Uh, we want to make sure we cover all the news because we want to do hunting. We want to do archery. We want to cover cover the youth um pretty much anything that you need information about in the archery industry from crossbow to compounds whatever it is we are the people to go after and listen to the podcast and you'll hear about that information yeah. on here i mean we didn't we definitely don't claim to be good at that we're, we're definitely not our, our <laughs> listeners don't know this but we probably recorded this session like five or six times yeah. so i mean yeah. it's not a it's, yeah, not a, dry. <laughs> it's not a hit or hit, you know, every time. And, and it's definitely some work getting content for this. Mm -hmm. And we would love ex, um, people to email in if they have ideas with stuff that they want to cover. And mm -hmm. uh, we're definitely going to try to cover mm -hmm. as many shoots as we possibly can. And we're, and we're looking forward to going to some. So, so in um, other words, you need sponsors. We need sponsors. <laughs> you need money. <laughs> yeah, we need so, some sponsorship. Uh, the one thing that came up in our meeting the other day that I thought was pretty cool, we want to do a product review also. Yeah, we would. Yeah. yeah, eventually down the road, we'd like to do some. I know, with ABB being our host, we can. We also have a lot of bows laying around, and, and we're we're definitely going to probably do bow reviews with some mm -hmm. of the stuff we have around, and yeah. we're just. We're looking for people. Yeah. and So if you're looking to buy a new bow, we'd be the website to go to, we, see which one has the best review for you. We have a, we, we touch a lot of bows with, with what we do here at ABB, so we're, we're going that route. So any other comments or questions? I, or? I can honestly say that Joey knows how to tune a bow. So <laughs> yeah. I would listen to what he had to say. <laughs> so, All right, guys. I, I, any more comments or questions in total? I think we're, we're about to wrap this up. and. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's about it. So say bye. All right. See ya. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Two, 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 two